Maria, <laughs> I'm always laughing. There's always something. Can you believe it, guys? Maria Mariano, 38 years. I'm a market. I'm a multi-level marketing specialist, and you wouldn't believe that I still can't figure out how to get on Podbean. Here I am, going, my God, Marie Pierre is taking so long. What's taking her forever? And of course, I'm like a squirrel, right? Every little thing distracts me, so I'm not looking at her. Anyways, guys, this is just a simple reminder. A simple reminder, to be successful, you need to be perseverant, not per perfect, perseverant. I, per um, perseverance will always win over perfection. Welcome to the podcast, The Millionaires of the Diamonds. I'm looking at my Zoom friends going frantically, sharing the podcast, sharing the pod beam, sharing the live. And I want to thank you guys right away because I'm telling you, I don't know what has happened in the last, uh, I would say, Marie-Pierre, three to four months. Um, the How do I say that in English? People listening to the podcast has increased by 100%. People sharing the podcast has increased thanks to you guys. And I know, I know, I know, I know, you know, our podcast is not one of those fancy dancy uh, podcasts, but it is real. It is, um, it is authentic. And it truly is a podcast that's going to elevate you from here to the next level in your life intentionally. This is what this podcast is about. So I bring my experience. I'm 57 years old. I bring my 38 ex years experience, not only multi-level marketing, but also as a mother of three that today they're age 25, 27, 29. I bring you my experience as a, a wife married to Mohammed for the last 34 for years, I bring you my experience as a woman where I have been able to conciliate family, work, my career, and being fulfilled as much personally as much family-wise. And that's what I feel like bringing to the table. I said to myself, oh, that's, that's going to be my mission. And I surround myself with young people because they bring new thoughts, new energy. So my friend Marie-Pierre, she will introduce herself when she comes to her uh, point, my dogs just walk in, by the way. Yes, Bella, I'm on the podcast. You know what that means? You got to get quiet. Okay. Yes, Benji. Look at this. Sorry, guys. They're in the house. What do you want me to tell you? Bella and Benji. So if you haven't seen them, I post pictures of them and videos of them every single day because I love them so much. And I used to say, never am I going to have a dog. And look at me now. Oh, what can I tell you? Never say never. So when somebody says to you, never remember this. Okay, 
If you're perseverant enough, they'll end up saying yes. So let's dive right into the subject again. Once again, thank you for sharing everyone. Good morning. Good morning. We are in the book. We are covering the book, Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. We have, we have, yesterday we began habit number two, which is begin with the end in mind. We give you, we gave you an intro, but today we're going to dive into the subject. So today, what does it mean to begin with the end in mind? So if any of you are taking down notes, lean in, write it, write this. What does it mean to begin with the end in mind? So if you don't have an end in mind, you're kind of on, on a road to nowhere. You don't have a destination. And I always will bring back today the GPS. How can you go from A to B when you don't put the B address in your GPS? The end in mind is the address in the GPS. Seems obvious, right? You guys are looking at me here on my Zoom or listening to me on Podbeam or on Facebook and say, duh, Maria, that's pretty obvious. Well, believe it or not, it isn't. It isn't. Because if it was that obvious, many of us wouldn't be struggling with our daily decisions because our end in mind would be so clear. So from the moment we are in the sight, we have, we suffer from indecisiveness. From the moment, we, ah, it takes us a long time to go into actions because our end in mind is not clear. We orient ourselves in a certain direction, but without a destination in sight. So the journey towards our goal becomes very, very, very tough. This is why so many people, you know, end up on their deathbed with a lot, a lot of regrets because the destination has never been set. There's a philosopher, he said, let all your efforts be directed to something. Let it keep that end in view. This was said, Marie-Pierre 75 years after Jesus Christ. So in the year, I was, was going to say 1979. No, in the year 79. So whether we're talking about before, you know, BC or whatever it's called or after, it's still the same thing. Let all your efforts be directed in the, in the direction of your end. So Stephen Covey suggests that we program our own lives and in order to be effective at working towards anything, we need to begin with the end in mind. So if you're leaning in, we need to begin with the end in mind. Beginning with an end, beginning with an ending really does have its merits. Like it changes everything. I know for me, Marie-Pierre, it's allowed me to be very, very grounded in my decisions as sometimes it's easily to, it's easy to sway to the right or sway to the left. But because I'm truly grounded today, because of multi-level marketing, I always say, join a multi-level marketing business. It's a fantastic personal growth program with a paycheck. It's a beautiful place to be. One of, uh, one of those begins, beginning, begin the fixed point it provides us with while we're working towards something. This point is something we can test against, check with before any decision. So last year, we hit COVID. My entire business was shaken up. Okay. But because I have this end in mind, which is very clear where I want to take this company, Every decision was weighed with this end in mind. So yes, we brought a lot of changes. 
as long as they were directly connected to giving back control to every kitchen in Canada. So I'm very flexible as long as the end is there. Uh, I, I'm game to bring a lot of changes to my company, but as long as it's providing the best six-digit income to every person adhering this company that wants to, to succeed and climb the ladder of success. Other, is, other examples. In the first um, times we argued with Mohammed, my end in mind, my end of this vision of writing a book, how we can love each other for our differences and not have war, right? Because I'm married, I'm Italian-born, Catholic. My husband is born in Algeria, Muslim. My end is this. I, I wanted to show everybody that if we respect each other, we could win in this kind of marriage. So that end in mind stopped me from separating or divorcing in the difficult times in my marriage. My end in mind, which is my, my business, this mission that I have, stopped me, Marie-Pierre, from switching to another MLM. Like I watch a lot of people jump from one multi-level marketing business to another. But my end in mind, every time they got me upset, my company, my corporation, you know, my end is so clear that I, I didn't jump both. Selling my home, my end in mind, where my children and my grandchildren can go back to the home in which their parents were born in, you know, keeps me from selling the house. And I can go on and on. So the ending can help orient our actions and effort in the present. An ending is a real destination. It is tangible and concrete, and we all know the benefits of having one. So my question is this, Marie-Pierre. So why do so many people have such a hard time fixing an end in mind? And I found four good reasons. The first being we don't like fixing an end in mind. Literally, we don't like fixing an end in mind because for every ending, we choose to turn our backs on a number of alternatives. People like alternatives. That's why they hate fixing end in mind. The second reason, and it requires commitment and flexibility, and they hate feeling confined. That's why they don't have an end in mind. Third, they don't like an end in mind because they're not really clear about what the point is of having an end in mind. So as long as they can dance on that, they don't have an end in mind. But the last one was what really got me. Marie-Pierre, now I understand why so many perfectionists, like well-articulated people, well-spoken people, well, uh, you know, amazing people never, never, never achieved their dream life because they are perfectionists. And they don't not, they don't fix end in mind. They're mostly focused on the task and getting the task perfectly done, even if it's not bringing them to a destination. Okay. By seriously visualizing your ends, how you act, your choices you make, who you hang out with becomes very easy. Believe me, I know. There's a lot of people regularly that I choose to no longer communicate with 
on a profound level because their orientation and mine is not going in the same destination. Destination. The fundamental application of the end is what creates my success today. I do what really matters. I make this, the right decisions that don't violate where I am going. Clear destination for my family, clear destination for my work, clear destination for my friends, clear destination with my community. Will help you to avoid the traps of being active all the time, hardworking, but not going anywhere. Because when we don't have an end, we work blindedly. So Marie-Pierre is going to begin with how do we sincerely put that in action for you, Marie-Pierre? Thank you, Maria. So yes, I'm Maria. I'm 30 years old. I've been an MLM in an MLM for seven years now. But before that, I was doing my master in biology. So yes, I changed path a little bit when I switched to an MLM because I love to develop myself. And I know that with the podcast too, I will develop myself every day because I need to not just read something, but understand it to be able to uh, share it with you in the morning. So make sure to share the podcast so you can find someone to talk about the podcast so you can not just listen to the podcast, but talk about it after uh, after that. So and thank you for everyone that already shared. So if you didn't share, it's time to share on the Podbean. You will gain hearts and at the end of the month, you will be in the draw for the conditioning program with the hearts you gain. And on Facebook, make sure to add a comment when you share the podcast. So people will see why they should listen to the podcast. So we will start with the same question of yesterday because there's something everyone knows is that we all gonna be dead someday. So <laughs> what do you want people say about you at your funeral? So what kind of husband, what kind of wife, father or mother would you like their words to reflect? What kind of son or daughter daughter or cousin what kind of friend what kind of working associate what character would you like them to have seen in you what contribution what achievement would you want them to remember what difference would you like to have made in their lives so if you <laughs> anna you're so funny <laughs> she writes on podbean i'll never die <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I know that we asked you those questions yesterday. So, I'm curious if Marie Pierre already yes. I want to say something. Anna is right because if you live your life right in this life, okay, with an end in mind, you will be eternal. And what is eternal? life eternal life is once our physical or physically we have passed away we have done so much good in this world that forever people are going to continue to talk about us and that's what eternal life is about so it matters it matters so much the subject you're covering right now the end makes us eternal anna what? okay sorry guys i just love <laughs> i love young people <laughs> yes, it's perfect. <laughs> so, um, yes, I, we asked you those questions yesterday morning. So I'm curious to know if 
you you take the time to do the exercise, go write it on the comments on Podbean and on Facebook. I'm curious to know who did the exercise to really write what do you want those people say about you at your funeral. So I found five things to help you. Maybe you had a hard time to write it. So if you need help, I found five things that most people would want people say about them at their funeral. So first, what do you want people say about your funeral? The first one is this world is a better place because he lived. So everything we do, every day of our life, all the possibility to make a positive difference. What do you want people to say at your funeral? The second thing is he knew what was important in life. Few people are going to waste words loving our, our net worth when we die. Instead, wouldn't it be great to be remembered as a man or a woman who had uh, his priorities in order? Family, family first, that's something worth crying about. What do you want people to say about you at your funeral? Number three is this was one faithful man. Because we all are the people athletes, celebrities who brag about the number of a person they slept with. But how about a big shout out for faithfulness and commitment? Because when a person is remembered as faithful, that person is remembered with respect. What do you want people to say about you at your funeral? Number four is his family is going to miss him, but he left them equipped to thrive. It's tough to imagine how your family will cope once you're gone, but there's one great gift we can leave behind, and that's provision. Provision not only in terms of that insurance policy or paid off house, but a lifetime of training in responsibility, integrity, personal accountability, and thrift. And what do you want people to say about you at your funeral number five? He lived to the full and he didn't waste the gift of life. Oh, that's so good. Uh, <laughs> oh. We were all created for the purpose of enjoying this life and of celebrating today. So we want to leave ample reason for folks to cheer, to celebrate the fact that they knew us to remember that we understood how we how to have fun and to make no mistake that they were not the kind of men who let those opportunities to have a good time slip by slip us by. So that's the five things it can help you now to write for each people in your life what they can talk about you when you're dead. I'm sorry, Anna. <laughs> She's young. So I, I'm going to repeat then, Marie-Pierre, okay? Clear destination for, like I saw what you did, clear destination for family, friends, work, and community helps make sure my daily steps are in the right destination, the right direction. Did you get that down? Did you lean in? Did you write that down? So that means what, Maria? Well, it will help me avoid activity trap. Number one, it will help me avoid activity trap. We call this in good old English, where I come from, from walking fast, going nowhere. How many people you know? Oh, no, 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 so busy, so busy, so busy. But where, why, what, when? You guys, you don't understand. I'm so busy. They're not busy. They're walking fast, going nowhere. Number two, it's going to help you avoid hard, hard, hard work, where you think just because you work hard, you're going to achieve success. Wrong. 
I don't work hard. I have fun hard. In your eyes, it might seem I'm working. Work to me is something that is, is, is not fun. Like just the word work in itself. Well, how about being active passionately towards working to, towards my dream life? So it's going to avoid you saying, I'm a hard worker and have little results, right? Number three, it will avoid tribing with the wrong people. Moi, j'appelle ça des tribus, you know, like tri tri people are, create tribes. They create tribes, but this tribe is not going anywhere. It will avoid you hanging out with the wrong tribes. And number four, it will avoid empty victories. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like some people just don't understand that buying a Porsche 911 is not a victory. And somebody say, yeah, but that's in your opinion, Maria. No, it's not in my opinion. It's material and it will, it will rust like any other damn car. Stop putting value on nonsense. Stop putting value on nonsense. And here they're wearing, I don't know what brand of clothing, allowing them to be billboards. Well, that's your opinion, Marie. No, it's not my opinion. It's not my opinion. You wearing that branded clothes keeps the price tag of those clothes that aren't worth that high. And you're manipulating my child to thinking that she will be successful when she can buy a Louis Vuitton. This is false. This is false. We're not living behind a better world because I'm wearing, wearing such expensive nonsense clothing. Okay. So it will avoid empty victories. Don't be blinded by the nonsense. Instead, be empowered by what matters. So let's talk about money because I really believe that it is so important to be rich, like rich beyond Anything like Marie Pierre, if I could be born again and start all over, instead of aiming being millionaire, I, I would have aimed, and it's not too late because it's part of my new conditioning program, being billionaire. Okay, my vision, let's dig in deep, is to make so much money. Where are my covers? Are my dogs eating my, my lids? Oh, here they go. Okay. My, my dog's head. Did you see what they look like? They got their teeth on it. Anyways. <laughs> So I have in my left hand a circle that's six inch in diameter. I have in my right hand a circle that's two inch in diameter. Right now, your life and my life is, looks like this. This is my circle of concern. And the only place I have influence is in this tiny, tiny circle of two inches, which is within my circle of, of concern. Why I have this vision that first generation grandparents barely had something to eat. Second generation, my parents crossed 5,000 kilometers and became millionaires. Third generation, Maria and Mohammed, they took it up another notch. And I know my children are going to take it up another notch. But my long-term vision is by fifth, fifth generation, by the fifth generation max, I want that the Mariano Mikalash circle of concern and circle of influence has to be the same size. So anything I am concerned with now, if I had, you know, um, um, Bill Gates's accomplishment, I would be eradicating some sicknesses in the world. In my vision, 
I want to drive that because my vision is to eradicate poverty. And by eradicating poverty, where there's enough to eat for everybody, I will be eliminating abuse to human beings, such as prostitution, child prostitution, slavery, and war. It would just be different, but nobody, nobody deserves, nobody deserves to die of hunger. It doesn't make any sense, but I don't have that power right now. And this is why earning money is very important to me. This is why making sure I leave an incredible legacy to my children and in, in, install in them, Marie-Pierre, the right values, you know, like the Facebook, uh, what's his name, Zuckerberg, whatever. He wears the same darn t-shirt every day. That's what I want to instill in my children. So the, the, the money keeps growing where you have so much power that you become the person that any of your concerns, you have direct influence because they're exactly the same size. So Marie-Pierre, I'm going to leave it over to you with making everyone understanding on the podcast, the power of money well spent. Yes, because we all want to be successful, but we don't want to be successful. And after that, looking at your wall and you keep uh, uh, um Walking on your ladder, step up on your ladder and find out that you're on the wrong wall. So now that you know what you want people to say about you at your funeral, now you can be successful and make sure your ladder is on the right wall. So what can you do with your money? What your money can buy you, buy for your family, buy for your community. So eight things that money can buy you. Money can buy you a peace of mind. So having money, make sure that if something happened, just like when COVID happened, why we were so su successful when uh, COVID happened? Because we had Maria. She knows that she has money, so she has peace of mind, so she can be that leader for everyone and say, go, we can do it, we can do it. So money can buy you peace of mind. Number two, money can buy you comfort. So do you live in a small apartment with your kids and it's constantly screaming in your house because it's too small? So money can allow you to, um, to buy your um, comfortable home in a safe neighborhood to really say, okay, I can choose to put my kids in the right school and not just the school that is nearby. Number three, money can buy you a future. So if you love to travel and you say, when I, uh, at the end of my life, I want to be well-traveled. So yes, it can buy you your future to say, at one point, I will be always traveling and I will not let a bus telling me, no, you can't. So money can buy you a future. Number four, money can buy you confidence. So yes, do you swallow your pride and work for an organization or a boss that you do not respect or just plain hate? So well, if you have money in the bank, you can, it can give you courage to walk away from a bad situation and start fresh so you can be more successful. Number five, money can buy you the ability to give. So do you wish you could help a not so well off sister or brother 
or contribute to your local community? Well, money can help you be more charitable and giving. You can be part of the biggest philanthropist and give more uh, to make a difference. So when you look at the biggest philanthropist, you will see how much they will be passionate about that uh, community that they can help. We have, for example, uh, it's the um, senior Pitbull that is a Cuban and he always give money for the children, for the school. So what is that one thing that you are already passionate about? Now you can make a difference for them and not just say, oh, I wish I could do something. Now you can do something really for them. Number six, money can buy you time. How can money can buy you time? By delegating to gain time. Money can buy you time. <laughs> yes, we all have those 24 hours, but what, uh, what do you do in those hours? Now you can buy your time, delegate to someone. So pay someone to do something and you can gain time to do what you love. Number seven, money can buy you experience. So in, do you not travel because you're worried about the airline fares or to hotel price? Do you decide often against a trip into a city to enjoy the opera and a glass of champagne? Money can help you expand your mind and bring you places beyond the town you were born in. And number eight, money can buy you opportunity to do great things because who would you listen to in a meeting? Someone who's not really successful or someone with a lot of money? So now you have the leverage, the opportunity to make a difference because people will listen to you when you have money. So you can make a bigger difference. And now that you know where you're going, you know where is your right wall that you want your ladder on, you can be successful and you can say, yes, I want to be rich. I know what money can do for me, but I know what money can do for my family and my community. So yes, that's uh, exactly what the people will say at my funeral. Thank you, Marie-Pierre. Like I'm listening to you and I'm saying, oh my God, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, it takes money to go climb the Machu Picchu. It takes money to go experience the Great Wall. It takes money to go have a safari in Kenya and, and, and value the greatness of God and the abilities of human, human beings. When you see the Great Wall of China, you understand how powerful our minds are. And you see, my God, how could have human beings have done this? so many years ago. So in conclusion, I love it, Marie-Pierre. Thank you. How different our lives are when we really know what is deeply important to us. And keeping that picture in, in my mind, in our minds, we manage ourselves each day much better and we really do what matters. You will find your definition of success when you keep the end in mind. When you begin with this end in mind, you will gain different perspective. Whether you get it, whether you get there or not is up to you, my friends. But at least you'll know which way you're heading and where you're trying to go. And you will not compromise. So this weekend, once again, you know, this, this is, is, 
is a mild, deep job, okay? The podcast on Thursdays and Fridays is not one of those podcasts that you're going to hang up and say, oh, that was good, eh? <laughs> no, 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 no. If you wanted to change your life, right, Anna? You've got to dig in. You've got to dig in. You've got to dig in, and you've got to do your homework. This, you've got to be intentional. My English friends, thank you for joining. I just want to thank my English community because it's growing, growing, growing. Amen, amen, amen. Who knows? We might be all over North America sooner than we think. Off to the French. Thank you, guys. We love you, and thank you for sharing. Have an awesome weekend. Bye, Anna. Love you so much. Bye, Kendra. Thank you, guys.